with sound. Alright. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing both The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2, both directed by James Wan, both starring Farrah Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, and Sterling Jerrins, along with a large cast of actors and actresses that are both films. Um, we just wanted to condense it to these three people because they're the ones that were consistent in the films. Um, and these films came out quite a long time ago, five years ago, eight years ago. So if you haven't watched the films, that's on you. It's been out for a minute. So we're not going to say, I mean, obviously we're going to go into spoilers and stuff like that. But if you don't want to hear it for whatever reason, even though this movie's, these movies have been out for a long time, you can watch the movies come back. But just a warning now, there'll be spoilers. We're going to talk about whatever you want. Um, and with that, Carmela, what were your expectations, context, initial opinions about both of the Conjuring films? So I I don't think I had any like expectations going into it. Um, I think other than the fact that I think I knew James Wan was directing it, and uh, I think Insidious had come out a couple years before the first Conjuring, so I think I was pretty excited for that reason um and it had to do with like you know exorcisms and possession so that like interested me because i had seen like some movies as a child which is probably not healthy but i had seen some movies um as a child so i was like oh cool um so yeah i think those were like my pretty like few expectations and yeah they blew me away basically like i really like these movies i love them when they came out um and i liked that like this particular particular era of horror um basically like my entire college career was like this era um but yeah but what what about you josh um did you like have any expectations going into these movies like that like so long ago or did you like grow up with these kinds of movies I like how your first reaction is like, oh, like when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, as a child. <laughs> about exorcism, like I was a kid. Um, but for me, I think I can't tell you like the exact timeline of when I first watched it or like my first initial reaction to these films. I think this is like the time where like I started getting more comfortable with scary movies. Because um, I know like uh, like high school, like beginning of high school kind of ish, I was very much against it just because I-, I was a scaredy cat then and like. I wasn't exposed to that much horror films, and when I w- were, when I was exposed to horror films, they would scar me for quite a long time because I was like, I was like a kid, um, and like I think the first, and I've been scarred from like the Exorcist lady that were that were like in like MySpace videos that trick you into like watching this video, <laughs> and then all of a sudden this face <laughs> like pops, pops up, up yeah. and I was like, yeah, I was like scarred from that for like the longest <laughs> time ever for like. So I didn't, like, want to watch movies that, like, could scare me in that way. So I just avoided it until, like, maybe high school, like, mid-high school to college where, like, my friends would be like, oh, let's go watch a scary movie. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. And then they are like, oh, we'd be all there. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And then, like, I watched it and had fun. And I started realizing, oh, maybe I should drop, drop my um, childhood trauma to watch <laughs> these really fun horror films. And um, I believe The Conjuring was one that sort of started to turn me more 
towards horror films. I think I watched this film. I was like, wow, this is really good. And I started watching more and more. And then, like, the second one came out. I was like, oh, I'm definitely watching it in theaters. I, definitely, I, was, I was actually excited for, like, a Harry, uh, scary movie. Harry Potter And, like, movie. I was actually... <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I said Harry. I was actually excited for a scary movie. And it was, like, The Conjuring 2. And I remember seeing that and just being... Having a lot of fun as well. And then, again, being more pushed towards the horror film side of myself. And it's just funny to think about that because... I feel like that's all I watch and that's all we talk yeah, about sometimes is that like crazy. scary films and it was before like before and I was like totally against it and I totally didn't want to do it but now I'm like all for it um but yeah I th- like these both of these films were really fantastic and and when it comes to like sequels and stuff like that it's a very like thin line to play with and I think um it both they're both very like good on their own level and I think we'll talk about later but what which one we liked more and like stuff like that um yeah, I just love these two films, and I think the universe around it as well is really fantastic for the most part, um, which we'll talk about later. But with that, Carmela, would you like to give a little plot summary of these two films? Based on true events, husband and wife paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren investigate cases connected to hauntings and demonic possession. The first film covers the case of the Perrin family in 1971 at their Rhode Island farmhouse, and the second film covers the case of the Hodgson family in 1977 at their home in Enfield, London. Whoa! Hauntings and spoopiness! <laughs> Possession! Whoa! Um, it's funny because like, when we're, I'm reading this outline and just seeing what we put and everything, it really, like, I keep thinking about like the time when this, these movies came out and I feel like it was almost like a resurgence. I feel like they were avoiding like exorcisms or like haunted houses kind of and trying to focus on like being innovative and being different, which a lot of those movies (laughs) at the time really didn't make it. But like when it comes to like the Conjuring series or the Insidious series, I feel like that's a movie that's always referenced. Like I feel like whenever people try and think about like scary movies, they, they come to the Conjuring or Insidious. And it's really cool to like just think about like how much this movie sort of changed the the at like the climate of these horror films at the time even though it was kind of recent like eight years ago it's not that long ago but um it's just really cool to think about like how these sort of changed changed that and like we now are like in the resurgence of having all these kind of films and having these stories that sort of connect to these exorcisms or hauntings or whatever and it's really cool to see it's really cool that like it never lost its roots <laughs> you know i feel like scary movies like we're we're started off these kind of themes and stories and it's fun to hear it now and even modernize in some aspect of it because for the most part these are somewhat true stories and we'll talk about that later but it's just cool to see you know like these older stories become modern and become more scary and engaging as time goes on especially with the directors and filmmakers you have now it's really fun to see yeah for for a long time like this particular era of horror was the only era I was personally familiar with because yeah this was the time when I like started really getting your childhood (laughs) your childhood memories I mean like (laughs) by choice you know like as a child like my parents would be like oh let's watch this scary movie it's really good and they we watched it with them we watched like the others there was um a movie called The Haunting which is based on the the hill house um and then we watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose. There was a lot we watched. Um, so I was... Were you ever, like, scarred or, like, like scared of any of those movies? Like, I feel like 
as a kid that's when you're very very impressionable and i feel like i like I'm, i want to ask you if like if there's any of those nights where you couldn't really sleep or you thought about the movie so much that you couldn't sleep like did those have any repercussions on you when you're a kid or like <laughs> you just watch it and like oh this is tight <laughs> oh i love this um definitely i think the very first horror movie i watched was the haunting um the one about hill house and i'll always remember that one because it like made an impact on me because I was like freaking scared um and to this day yeah I like still remember like what particular like images and moments I got scared of um but I think most of all what I like admired about those movies was that the story was actually pretty good um it was like pretty emotionally impactful so it wasn't just like you know just scary for scary sake scariness sake um there was like actu- an actual like story behind it so but then like after like you know childhood i don't think i watched any more scary movies like on purpose because i didn't get it never- <laughs> i like how you after childhood i stopped watching scary movies <laughs> i probably it's was like, traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> i know that's why i'm why you didn't watch any scary movies after that oh <laughs> um, Cause I never, I never got into the Saw franchise cause I was not into like, you know, slasher, gory, like type scary movies. Um, and then, you know, Insidious came out in like 2010 and I was like, holy shit, this is so good. And then these movies came out and then, you know, the James Wan like universe like blew up basically. Um, and yeah, I like, and they basically are what I loved about like, my those childhood scary movies their story the stories in this era were actually really good and they they weren't just like scary like without like an emotional backbone you know because like i feel like the old exorcism movies or the old like even like the early 2000 exorcism movies weren't very like emotionally impactful or you didn't really like super sympathize with the protagonist you kind of just watch them suffer and then just see them like die basically but in this case in these movies like you know they're like a, they actually feel like a living real person and the story actually feels kind of real and that's why it's a little scarier when you realize they're based on based quote-unquote based on true events so yeah yeah that's pretty true like i feel like a lot of scary movies of like the past time it's like almost like character studies are just revolving around this one character just getting fucked up it's just like them getting possessed them like breaking their backs or like peeing themselves and stuff like that um there wasn't any like sort of emotional investment with the with those stories it was more or less like that's really creepy uh i wonder what's gonna happen next i wonder how they're gonna survive this blah 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 i wonder what the solution to this (laughs) this one is um but i think in particular with these conjuring films um they really were good at building that sort of structure with it i think when we think of you know um ed and lorraine like they have their own backstories apart from the actual haunting or whatever job they had at the time like we still know like we kind of know the idea of those of that couple and like the idea of the story as well and how that also relates to them and how it affects them and how it affects their real life um being like a clairvoyant and being these ghost hunters essentially um and yeah like these these movies were like really instilled with these these stories and it was very interesting stories too like not only did i want like ed and lorraine to win i wanted these families to win and then these families to be like okay with with where they're living and and not to be 
you know haunted by these spirits and stuff like that and like you said these are based off quote-unquote true stories um not to mention that like a lot of the context a lot of the resources were actually from lorraine herself who i think is still alive she's like 86 right now um but she was a consultant in, on these films which is also explains why she looks good in most of them <laughs> um but like it, it's it was cool to have that little fact part as well and sort of let you sort of um research and find out if you know if you think it's real or not um and it's funny that like lorraine was the resource for these movies because i think um the parent family who were the first conjuring family said that like when ed and lorraine came they actually made it worse and i don't think they had like an actual solution for them they kind of like like oopsies and then dipped because they actually i think um if i remember correctly like ed and lorraine were actually like like trying to engage with them and that's how it got worse is because like they became more real in that sense of like they're actually in a presence now because they're trying to like see trying to contact them essentially and like that's essentially like how like like that happens and they kind of like dipped out and like they they were kind of like kind yeah if i remember correctly and like the family (laughs) said like oh they kind of made it worse and we kind of like had to live with it for the longest time ever um but on a brighter note, the spirits that were haunting them were harmless, okay? They didn't actually hurt them, except for one of them, who was actually an angry spirit, which was the main antagonist of the film. But still, you know, but harmless, still. you know? Oh, absolutely harmless. <laughs> They're still fine. <laughs> they were fun, And on actually. the note of... <laughs> they played with the kids, they're babysitters. I mean, come on. Um, and with, like, the Hodge and family incident, um, I actually know a lot of it because one of my favorite podcasts did an episode on it and it's really interesting because it's still debated whether or not it's it's fake or real just because like it the most of the story in the conjuring 2 is actually quite right like they had they focused on the daughter who um you know changes her voice throws things around and then you have that reporter who's kind of like i don't think that's real <laughs> like those are all like the the hoax and not a hoax kind of things of, of that story were actually real because obviously it's something that people want to report and fi- figure out if it's real or not um like she actually did change her voice into that demonic demonic sounding thing and it was just um speculation because it's like how did she do that like how can a little girl like that possibly make a, a voice like that um and like there were things that moved around that didn't make sense like a big bed could not be moved by a little girl like that but there are also certain things of like they caught her doing certain things or like certain events um would sort of like point out that it's fake i can't point out primarily what that is but another thing people were saying too is like it's like this haunting started after like her dad left so people are kind of connecting that like to to trauma making her create these illusions or create these fantasies or just making her want attention at that point um but with that it's just cool to see you know these real real life stories be told in the right way and executed in the right way with james wan and it was also cool just to see like the after credits and seeing the comparisons Dude, that was crazy. and get even more scared <laughs> yeah. that like it might happen to you you know like it's like oh this actually happened so good luck with that <laughs> and it was just cool to see it be told really well and, and regardless if it's fiction or not it's really they're really fun stories and really fun movies. Yeah, I feel like whenever something's based on a true story, the source material is like never as great as what was on screen. Um, so what you just said totally makes sense. That's really funny and sad about the first family. They like 
tried to talk to it and they were like whoa that's this is kind of out, out of our league so we're gonna we're gonna whoa whoa this is on our pay grade uh, i think uh, the priest called us the yeah. priest called us uh, we need to get a confirmation from the, the priest so um uh, <laughs> i know we'll yeah we gotta we gotta go back to the church yeah. we'll do some paperwork we'll see you later <laughs> yeah that, do you think in your opinion do you think any of these stories like are actually real as regards to like spirits moving things and spirits haunting them um in general i believe in spirits and ghosts so i don't i feel like some element could be true in both of these stories um but yeah the second one like i feel like has more material to work with so that we you could reason out that it like the little girl could possibly be like you know just doing it herself because you know like the context and everything with her dad leaving um but i feel like if you had enough like if you tried like hard enough you could probably explain a lot of like the things that happen um but personally i believe in it so i am not ruling that out um whether or not it was really true we'll never know obviously but you know, it made for um, a pair of really great and entertaining films. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Do you do you believe? Do you believe? Do I believe? <laughs> um, for this particular stories, um, I think something like obviously there's always like this like the logical side of things, everything could be explained kind of a thing. But I think at the same time, like something like this, I think. Uh, that like the whole family kind of is affected by it i think it's more than just um a spirit that may or may not be haunting them but it could be just past trauma or like things that they need to deal with as a family deal with as themselves that sort of create these um events and i'm not saying that it, that like spirits or anything are fake or real i'm kind of like in between oh, um in between. i think i said this before because, like, if I say, like, oh, I don't believe it, then, like, it, it'd be, like, a challenge to them. And they'd, like, come <laughs> after me. But if I say, like, I do believe them, then, like, that also is the same thing. Um, but I'm always, like, open to that. Like, I'm never, like, it's impossible. I, like, obviously, like, there could be something out there that we can't explain. Um, forces that could be moved or anything like that. Like, things that we can't see with our own eyes kind of a thing. Obviously could happen. Um but with like the parent family i haven't done much research re, uh, research on it um but i think that could be true the hodgson family that's that one's interesting as regards as the movie and the incident like i liked watching the movie again because it sort of um made sort of guided you to see if like it was real or fake too yeah like it sort of there's certain parts of it like oh that could be something or this could be something and they really hammered in like the the camera angle of her like obviously destroying everything um, and it was really cool seeing that movie again and seeing that like the movie is also trying to make you make a choice as well like is it real or fake and it was cool to follow that as well and just seeing that like how one could believe that it's fake or one could believe that it's real and along with that too the both of these movies do a really good job of of dabbling in both worlds of like it's something that is unexplainable or it's something as like the water pipes like in one of the movies they like stepped on something and it made that spooky noise um, and they're just like, well, a lot of these things could be just logical things or logical solutions. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool to see that, like, they even entertain that idea as well. Um, with the Haunted Family, like, I am leading more towards uh, it not being real just because 
there's some facts and some things that like don't make sense as regards to like or things do make sense as regards to like how she could have made this up um the sort of like things that she moved around and did and the idea of that the trauma may have led her to make these scenarios to kind of like unite them or disband them as a family um i know afterwards like the whole haunted family kind of uh was tormented by this whole incident like i know a lot of these i think a lot of the family members sort of like had a bad future or bad lives because of like what they were what they experienced in that sense and i know that um the daughter kind of never really let go of it um but yeah i like for that certain incident i could say that it's not real but also i don't want to like i'm also open to it not being you're not fake, inviting but, the spirits but yeah. you're not denying them i'm not challenging them i just want to let them know i see you you know i see you <laughs> i see if you do see me you know we're all good here <laughs> um, um but with that too with that being it's interesting because like you have ed and lorraine who are these like catholic protagonists and you have these antagonists who are spirits and demons obviously um but at some points in the films like i don't know if you felt this as well but like it had almost like catholicism propaganda <laughs> but also i kind of understand it just because it's like it has to be like a good obvious good obvious evil but there's certain parts where like it gave me like things of like well you should believe in god and your life will be better kind of a thing <laughs> And sort of like kind of you know they're kind of like oh go to the church to be like better yeah like one scene in particular like um the family wanted to have like an exorcism or like something like that and ed goes like well your your parents your, your children aren't baptized you're baptized either so that's kind of hard with the church i don't know i gotta talk to them gotta see what they like what they think about it so it's interesting to like think about like imagine if they didn't do it if it was like you guys are baptized so <laughs> good luck <Movie> over. <laughs> maybe get baptized we'll come back we'll think about <laughs> it <laughs> and then you have like the whole crossing with ed and stuff like that did you ever feel like it was propaganda or did you think like like it was sort of like meant to be that sort of position of good and evil i i definitely like what's it called um noticed how obvious it was during those scenes um but yeah again like you i understood obviously the context and it makes sense like why this character is saying this um but i guess like it it's just it it seems more propaganda-y to me because it's like both of these hauntings or like both of these families weren't like super or super catholic or christian or anything so it's like oh that's why they're getting haunted because they're not baptized because they don't believe in god they don't go to church or something like that that's what it seemed like to me like too during those parts you don't go to church every sunday no wonder you're being haunted (laughs) tisk tisk it's like oh you're not the church going type Mm, that's that's exactly why this is happening it's like like, i don't want a victim blame here but no church Mm. Mm, mm. that was was your first mistake (laughs) um but yeah like (laughs) like it's it's fine you know but also they stood out to me and to you too as catholics it's like oh okay <laughs> or you're not we get we get we could totally be reaching but at the same time it's like huh as a catholic seeing that like you know lorraine saying like god gave us the, the premonition to like change our lives 
And it's just kind of like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> like he's meant to die. I don't know. Uh, it's sort of like these questionable areas of like, oh, why did you emphasize like your religion so much? Yeah. Again, we could be reaching. It's just like things that obviously stood out to us that made us think like, oh, maybe they're kind of trying to push something that, you know, maybe most people don't agree with at some point. Um, but also I'm pretty sure the actual Ed and Lorraine are actually Catholic as well, I'm assuming. I don't know why they wouldn't be, and then they put it in Imagine. Movie. That's a different... Like, <laughs> yeah. why are they doing let's, this? Let's make them Catholics. <laughs> like, this is a, a random artistic choice by James Wan just to make them, like, religious. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, like, apart from that, obviously, like, it was uh, a good waking moment for these this genre to come back with Insidious, Conjuring, Sinister, and things like that. It was, like, a crazy revival. And, um, like I said earlier, like, I think the conjuring these two movies are something that like people reference back to like it's always like oh it's a good movie what's a good scary movie the conjuring oh that's that's true or like you know it's like the idea of like the first thing that comes in your head is obviously the top thing or the top opinion that most people think about well that's just marketing i think (laughs) i don't remember where i learned that from but like if someone says like what's a what's a burger place you say mcdonald's that's the first thing that comes to your mind which means that like they're the most successful in marketing themselves um and I think about that with The Conjuring is that like whenever I think of a scary movie I go with The Conjuring think about some more and like oh this one too like I sort of have to like dig deeper from The Conjuring to figure out like what's a good scary movie Um, that's just my opinion but with that too you also have like the Conjureverse, you know? Yeah, the cinematic (laughs) universe that The Conjuring sort of made and it's kind of interesting because I feel like um, The Conjureverse isn't talked about as much and I think like the Conjureverse was executed so well, you know, like in The Conjuring 2, they sort of introduced these two characters, the nun and the crooked man, which um, the nun later had a spinoff. The crooked man is in production, I believe, to be a movie as well. And I think those are executed really well. And they also have like Annabelle that has this endless like storyline, has so many sequels. And because it's it's for the most part successful in that, in that nature, um, and that was sort of planted in the first Conjuring. And it, it, it was like, I wouldn't say seamless, but it was almost like it was meant to be, you know? Like, I didn't think they put Animal there to shoehorn these spinoffs. I think it was, like, a good sort of direct correlation to, like, the rest of the story and, like, how they um, move along with the controversy. Um But I guess I gotta ask you, how do you feel about the controversy? Do you think that these are good movies in the sense of like it's creating this world around it and why don't you think people aren't as hyped about this universe apart from other cinematic universes um i have not seen any of the other movies in the controversy i feel like i saw the first annabelle but i honestly can't remember it so i would have to rewatch it either way um and also like i think I was hesitant to jump in because I heard some like kind of mixed reviews about the movies within the Conjureverse where they weren't obviously as good as like the Conjuring movies. So I was like a little right, disinterested. Right. Um, but I'm definitely gonna like, I'm definitely gonna watch like the Annabelle what's good trilogy whatever it is um yeah, it's crazy that annabelle has more movies than the conjuring the yeah movie, like, like the movies that started all yeah uh, yeah annabelle has like three movies i don't remember which ones i watched i think i watched two of them and they're if i remember correctly, both are really good one was literally like 
One reminds me of like if Avengers was a horror film, like Infinity War, because oh, like, like they all, all these things together. come to one place. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily like part of the controversy, but things that like that we've seen in the movie come all together. And it was really cool. It was really good, if I remember correctly. It was just like a ruthless like ruthless events coming at you like one by one in that movie. If I remember crazy. that was really good. I, I yeah, <laughs> it was honestly crazy. That sounds crazy. I think the second Annabelle was directed by james wan himself so that might have been the good one i don't know um but i think this universe isn't really talked about more because they basically function well enough as standalones and like to the point where they literally don't need to connect and like you could watch them like without any context and you'd still be entertained kind of thing um and then, like, the fact that they connect is sort of more like a perk rather than a necessity. Whereas, like, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever, DC's different. Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, they are all leading up to, like, a certain event or something like that. And their characters, like, actually are, like, growing within, like, these movies. So that makes sense that, you know, they're all, like, relying on this universe. But... Be, like the controversy like you know the demons aren't having a character arc you know there's just the same <laughs> thing haunting different people they're not collecting some sort of horror style <laughs> infinity gauntlet and then and lorraine have to use their power of catholicism <laughs> to take down the demon I know, they're like collecting these like catholic relics from all over the world and then they have to de- defeat the mega demon at the end I hope that's the third one, oh, honestly. And they, it, it would be cool because then the Pope had to come in, Dude. have to make a cameo in the film. <laughs> they go to Dude. The <laughs> that would be oh, kid. James Wan, bro. <laughs> That'd be so sick. Dude, oh, that would, that's crazy. I feel like that would offend so oh. many Catholic Christian people. They would like boycott James Wan and whatever company distributes these movies because the Vatican is a holy city, obviously. They would not allow that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, 100%. But also, like, imagine the movie, though. <laughs> or, like, maybe, like, the Pope becomes possessed and, like, Ed Dude. Lang have to fight. Oh, <laughs> that's so that's sick. Crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> James Wan, how aren't you made this yet? Oh man, and it's like I mean, the Vatican. He would have the Vatican's everyone. like old and creepy, so like they could sort of play on that, like the, the relics in there, kind of like turning against their actual uses. Oh my goodness, wow! I can't believe we made a good movie right <laughs> now on this episode. I can't believe we're can't, film directors now. Crazy, I can't believe, <laughs> we're filmmaking. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you make a really good point on like the controversy because I was trying to figure it out. That's why I put it on here. Like, why isn't something like this? Um, being talked about compared to like Marvel Cinematic Universes and not only that but like um, franchises like Freddy Krueger, Scream Jason, Nightmare on Street, Halloween the, those get a lot of praise and I feel like um, the subsequent movies from The Conjuring don't really get that much praise but that's a really good point of that like these two movies have stood alone by themselves really fantastically and they sort of more or less like introduced you know um, the Crooked Man the Nun, Annabelle as a perk and also to be honest the money grab as well i i (laughs) wouldn't you know like of course they're gonna want money from that yeah Yeah, exactly um but like at the same at the same time too like like you said like none of these (laughs) these things are having character arcs annabelle isn't getting like a new you know like a new superpower in the end actually she becomes an angel (laughs) (laughs) she becomes uh yeah she becomes an angel and helps ed and lorraine (laughs) um 
but also yeah like at the same time it doesn't they don't need the annabelle to function as the conjurings as apart from like avengers and stuff like that they need to be in their own movies to create the arc to create the emotion to create the investment to make this ultra film kind of a thing and i sort of get that now with the conjure conjuring and the conjurer verse um and it's it's really branched out into its own universe and it's really fun to see because like all these movies sound really fun even though the nun kind of sucked but like annabelle's are pretty fun we have the crooked man soon we have the conjuring 3 that just came out that we will be doing in a future episode so watch out for that um and yeah it's just really fun to see something like this be created even if it isn't something that isn't hyped up or backed up as a backbone of the the universe but it's just really cool because it's i feel like it's executed really well and like say if animal does bad we don't blame the conjuring for that you know we we blame annabelle or the director it's it's really is a standalone thing and each of these subsequent films become their own entity (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) wait yeah got him good one um but with that carmela since we're talking about the conjuring one the conjuring two which one is your favorite and why So this is really hard, actually, because they're both really good. Um, and they're both pretty different in a lot of ways. Like the first one, I really like it because the story and the pacing is really tight. Um, and everything kind of, there's like no moment where it kind of slows down and you're like kind of wondering how long the, how long the rest of the movie is, if that makes sense. Um, where I think the second one, they were playing with a lot more complicated elements and like multiple storylines, which was challenging for them to try and like create like the same pacing as the first movie, because the first one was very simple. It was very straightforward. Um, or the second one, it follows like Ed and Lorraine's like story. And then it follows like the Hodgson family. And then it follows like this investigation of whether or not this is actually real or fake. Um, so yeah, they were playing with a lot more. The world was like bigger. Um, but I think ultimately I like the second one a lot more just because, um, just, you know, despite like, you know, all of the complications and like the pacing being a little like iffy sometimes, um, I still really liked it. And I really like the fact that it, is a really good sequel because that's so hard to do with like these franchises too. It didn't, I don't think it necessarily overshadowed like the first one by that much or at all, but it was on par for sure. Like, um, so yeah, I think I definitely respect it more because they like played with so much more, but they still managed to pull off a pretty good movie. Wow, wow, okay, okay. <laughs> um, um, for me, The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2, I definitely have to go with The Conjuring 2. But again, like thinking about it and hearing you talk about it, it's crazy to think that like I don't compare it. Like in a in a different sense of things, I don't think I'd compare them in any way. Yeah. Um, I think we're comparing because of episode sake, but like t- thinking about each of them individually, they're both like really different, both their own stories. And like we said, like with their films, it's really good standalone, you know, like The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, there's two separate stories that are both fantastic and both have a lot of fun with it. And it's just, again, interesting to think about how we connected that to like Annabelle's and stuff like that, that they're on their own thing, regardless if they do good or bad. Um, 
but just thinking about these movies individually as well, they're both really good. Um, but if I had to choose, it had to be The Conjuring 2, just because, like, The Conjuring 2 seemed like it played with a lot more themes than The Conjuring 1. Like, you had the idea of it being um, a hoax or not. If it's real or fake, you had the idea of, you know, the the fake demon being controlled by the real demon. You have the little Easter eggs in the film that, like, have, you know, like the demon's name spelled out in the shelves and stuff like that without like the audience knowing until you see it again um you have that like fantastic scene of like them in the room and all the crosses go upside down like that was such a sick scene and such a memorable scene too Mm -hmm. like i think carol yeah carol who doesn't like scary (laughs) movies remember that scene i don't know if like she's watched it or not but that's from trauma i think (laughs) (laughs) she remembers it because of a negative reason not a positive reason but still and then you yeah and you also had the story with ed and lorraine of her seeing this premonition that ed might die and like there's so many aspects of it that came all together pretty well um and told the story really, really well without like losing its actual touch and losing its actual story um but with that i'd pick the counting too but the conjuring one is just as great as well you have this family you have these like questionable demons coming back and forth you have like um like the little girls seeing things that you can't see and you're just like hella freaked out and you're just trying to figure out what's gonna happen and like um with that too like the scares in the first one were really fantastic of how they really played with like your psyche and how you would pan to a room and you would expect a jump scare but then it doesn't happen and then like two seconds later the actual scare would happen um and they kind of did that with the second one as well they just sort of play with your emotions and play with like what you expect as regards to like jump scares and scary moments in the film um but yeah honestly they they both had a lot of fun with it like they both had like these moments of very creative scares creative tension and like creating it into a different story man like like the more we talk about this movie i just keep liking it more and like just think about like how great it is it's really good and then um i'm like super duper excited for the third one um i know you haven't seen any of like the other standalone conjuring movies you could skip the nun i'll tell you that much (laughs) Um, annabelle though some of the annabelles are good i don't remember which ones i saw but those are definitely something that you should watch um but now that we have The Conjuring 3 coming out very soon, it's probably out by the time this episode comes out, but what are you expecting or want to see with The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It? I want to see either Ed or Lorraine get possessed. <laughs> and then they will have Whoa! to exercise one of them. And then... Oh my god, Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> how emotional geez, oh, wow. <laughs> I want it to be crazy because um, I feel like their lives have to be at stake because like the second one it was like Ed's life was at stake you know um, so I'm like how could they up the ante and I'm like you get one of them possessed for sure um, That I don't think that'll be based on a true event because um, that probably never happened but I, I hope to see some level of that like you know like crazy risk like you know like happen in the movie but what about you wow really pushing the envelope here i think they're actually playing with like lorraine about to die um with the trailers sense. and stuff like yeah. she's she's about to jump off the cliff or whatever um she's possessed 
<laughs> but with the third conjuring i do want to see honestly the same thing <laughs> like i wouldn't be <laughs> i wouldn't be mad about it um in a different setting different people obviously um but with this one it seems like they're gonna play with um more demonic possession and committing crimes in that nature like like how the conjuring one she was about to kill her daughter and i think we're gonna see that like sort of event in real time um especially what the trailers have been saying um i also am interested because i think i kind of want them to comment on like satanic panic because it sounds like they're gonna comment that because especially oh, with like like what how the what, trailer was like huh like what do you know what era time era it's supposed to be set in i don't know but i know uh the satanic panic was around the 70s 80s mm, era okay. so it kind of seems like that time period right yeah the, yeah yeah um, and like obviously the the main argument for the guy that like killed people was like the devil made me do it um and yeah like ed having that like crazy line of like people believe in god they should believe in the devil or like the devil should be real something like that yeah. um but it'll be it'll be cool to see them comment on satanic panic i hope in like uh a middle ground way because i know a lot of people during that time really believed that like people were possessed and just jailed them for no reason essentially by spirits i guess like the spirits like evidence that they saw like yeah. made them go to jail and a lot of people were in jail just because like it was essentially like a witch hunt but with like being possessed essentially and i think that's something that almost happens today as well um a lot of people rallied against little nas x after that like music video dropped mm-hmm. um right and like you have almost most of the nation at least the united states believe in um christianity or catholicism so the idea of believing in a negative spirit in a positive light is what a lot of people get iffy about like i know uh most of the population here looks down upon like satanism and and that sort of idea and ideal ideology and stuff like that so it'd be cool for them to touch upon something like that i know Mm -hmm. i'm talking a lot and it's very deep for some reason like i don't know why i got so like intellectual with what i want to see in the third oh, film of the third no, conjuring you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm saying like i hope they comment on the <laughs> like the politics of the name like you know i feel like that's too much i'm asking too much right now but it'd be cool to see something that like of that nature because it seems like they're kind of going for that especially with the title of the film yeah the devil made me do it um i guess lastly what i want to ask you is with the conjuring and you know the exorcism movies and stuff like that why do you think these films always go back to the same subject matter and why does it still interest people despite the stories going basically the same way and a little bonus question for you have you ever experienced anything <laughs> paranormal great question Josh. thank you for asking me first yeah no problem that's why i'm here yeah you know, that's why i'm totally. the co-host yeah. um, <laughs> um i i feel like these movies like stay popular throughout time like since what the 60s or whenever like freaking omen came out or the exorcism yeah or like rosemary's or baby rosemary's i feel like baby. that's kind of the same idea yeah. that, that one's hella old that was like black and white <laughs> i feel like yeah these movies stay popular within our culture because we are still fascinated with this idea of the afterlife and god and demons and like anything beyond like you know our current realm despite the fact that you know it may offend like a lot of people but i think the subject matter itself is still really interesting and fascinating like to people and it'll stay interesting um because it's like its own little like you know mythology (laughs) 
Um, because obviously it's not like quote unquote proven to be like real or not real. Um, despite like, you know, people claiming to have personally experienced things and all of these stories based on like, you know, personal, like wit, like personally witnessing these crazy like occurrences. Um, and on that note to your second question, have I ever experienced anything paranormal? Um, not like i've never like seen anything it's more of just like a feeling um and that's definitely less like concrete you know um but i definitely can't deny like the feeling that i felt and it's for sure like something that could have just like happened because i was like nervous or something like that but um in that in the specific situation and like experience that i'm gonna tell you right now there was like no reason for me to be nervous so um, that's why i like will always remember it because i was like i'm like trying to make sense of it because i'm like why did i feel like this but anyways so thank god you're gonna tell me i was like can you actually say like what happened like you're like, you're so vague about it i was like i had this feeling i can't explain it it's like something that happened to me and i was like okay tell me the story yeah yeah you're scared blah 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 yeah <laughs> you're yeah. scared yeah yeah whatever <laughs> um anyways so carol um and her family have this like family friend he's this like really old white guy um and i forgot how they like met him i think he used to frequent um their aunt's like restaurant in glendora he was like a regular customer so they befriended him after like all the years he like ate there and he kind of like um sometimes they have lunch with him so it's really cute um he's like this really old guy he's like 90 something um and so one day Carol, I was with Carol and we drove to his house because I think she was like picking something up from him or dropping off a gift. Um, and so I went to like, I went inside his house with Carol and the second I set foot in his house, I legit felt like like I was moving in slow motion like the room the air in the room felt like really heavy I can't explain it like it wasn't hard to breathe but the feeling in the air was similar to feeling like you know when it's hot the air feels kind of thick but in the room yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't hot you just feel the thickness so that's why I felt like I was moving through like molasses or something and like I'd never like felt that way before in my life and like the only and like I was like moving through the room and it felt so heavy and it was so crazy and I didn't feel scared but I felt like really weird I just felt super weird um and I didn't go far in like the house I went like through the kitchen and then into the living room and like the deeper I went into the house the air got thicker and thicker and the thing was like it wasn't like hot it wasn't like it was like totally normal temperature in the house so it wasn't stuffy you know that like air was probably on or something but but I I don't know I'll never like get to like really explain the exact feeling I had beyond like I felt like I was moving through molasses the air felt so heavy and that's it 
And so I only found out that afterwards, I only found out afterwards that his wife had passed like a while ago, not in the house or anything, but she had passed. But um, Carol told me that that old guy talks to her frequently in the house. He like communicates with her. He like will, I don't know if it's called, she called it meditation, but he'll literally like communicate like (laughs) through the spirit realm to his wife and talk to her like constantly on a daily basis. So like, I don't know what to do with that information, but it explained like a feeling. I the, like it kind of explained the feeling I had when I set foot in there. Cause like if he talks to, you know, someone who's already passed on in this house, then I feel like that means there's like probably the air is like, like just an open portal to like another realm or something like that. And yeah, it, it was super crazy and I was like yo that's crazy that's that makes sense but but yeah I don't know I don't know what what do you think about that story (laughs) oh pretty scary and I kind of get like the idea of why it felt so heavy um I was also thinking like maybe you're having a panic attack and you just didn't know about it I I wasn't like (laughs) I don't know like I I don't know so like the task itself was so chill it was like oh yeah like come (laughs) just drop something off yeah like meet my like family friend or actually I had met him before so it's like oh yeah I'll come with you um but uh but yeah I don't know but yeah, I thought you were gonna say like at the end of that story, like I found out that he was dead and like <laughs> no, his spirit was like hell? roaming the house or something. Um, but yeah, I kind of get that too of like that he kind of talks out loud and almost kind of conversates with the spirits. Um, and I could like I could kind of like put together as regards to like spirit wise why it was like that. Like maybe because he's so open to talking like spirits and stuff that maybe he's not only talking to like his wife but other spirits that like want to have a conversation too (laughs) you know like they're just it's just crowded (laughs) this is like somebody in there that like you're like oh my god i can't move (laughs) excuse excuse me excuse me excuse me me. i just have to drop this off excuse me (laughs) and they're all just chilling there because he's talking that's pretty crazy it's like her friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) like oh yeah no problem yeah go ahead (laughs) no you're good you're good yeah yeah. oh what is that oh that's cool yeah put over there Um, but for me, as regards to like why this these films are so like popular and so interesting to people, even though like it's almost the same story that comes in a certain way or, or solves its way in a certain way, it's I think it's because like like you said, it's about something that we don't necessarily know all too much about, and we also have so many things that that we're alive that we think it is like you know there's so many religions that explain what death and life is. There's so many. Um, lifestyles that could say what death or life is or how you should live your life um and everyone essentially is scared of dying and it's it's an interesting subject to touch upon of like where do we go or like what happens to us after we die or what do these people that have passed do afterwards it's sort of like this like endless question that could never be answered and i think that's why so many of these movies are so interesting because it's everyone's different take on it you know like the exorcism has this different take of like why people get exorc or why people get possessed. It's because this demon or this 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 spirit from the past of like Egypt or whatever comes back and be- is evil. And you have stories like uh, the Conjuring One, Conjuring Two about these families that get haunted because of the property that they live on and the things that happen on that property and how 
these spirits don't leave and you also have things like the haunting of ill house that become a prison for these spirits once they die and and all these like really fun stories and really fun things that could connect whatever we think of death it's it's a never-ending story of what could happen and i think that's why you know these stories always come up regardless if it's like the same thing or about the same thing um it's always like a different interpretation and it's also like at the same time almost an answer for some people to be like oh what if that does happen to us when we die or like i could see that happening kind of a thing it's so it's like these it's this interesting topic that like we'll never get old because we'll never know like we'll never <laughs> be dead come back and be like yo this is how it is it's like i i died for a little bit this is how life is you know it's cool <laughs> you know like it is no explanation for that essentially um as regards to like have i ever experienced anything paranormal um yes and no whoever's <laughs> listening to me <laughs> yes um, and no still I, staying neutral because <laughs> i like you mentioned like feeling like you're in molasses and things like that and i i'm i've felt that feeling before and um in my case like i didn't ever think it was something that like was something that i couldn't control i always thought it was just because i was scared or because like i'm painting this picture in my head of it being scary um and that's sort of like the feeling i get of like kind of being scared but also it could be something that like of the nature that i can't control um something that like i always remember it's not necessarily paranormal but it, it is something that i feel like it was um the sort of like spiritual event from god or like something it was it was something that like at the time too i was very religious it strengthened my like Faith. belief and relationship with god yeah at the same at that time um and honestly it's obviously a logical explanation as to why this might have happened but still it was something that like amazes me and i'm still very like memorable about it but um in high school senior year when i got my driver's license um my dad bought this used bmw um it was it was fairly old but it was running really really well when we first got it it was like after a month or so we got it and i was like driving it um pretty often and i had no problems with it um, but one time after Sophia's house, I was going home and, um, there's a stoplight. She's laughing right now, but there's a stoplight near her house, um, where I turned left onto the main street. Um, and I was driving that car and the, my light turned green and all of a sudden, like my car kind of like stalled or like turned off, uh-huh. like out of, like out of nowhere, it turned off. And, um, while I was trying to turn it back on, one of the cars ran the red light. <gasps> So if I was in that, like, if my car didn't turn off, I would have been hella Tebow. And he was speeding, too. It was, like, really fast. Yeah. And, like, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Like, God saved me kind of a thing. And, like, I still think about that day because it's crazy. I can't explain it. Um, Whenever I tell that story or whenever me and Sophia reminisce on it, she even says, too, like, that day she was, like, praying really hard, like, thinking that, like, I didn't die that day. Like, she was so grateful. And I was so grateful. I'm still ungrateful. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. But it's not necessarily, yeah, it's not necessarily anything paranormal, but it's something that, like, I can't explain. explain. I could explain. Like, obviously, it's an old car. Maybe it turned off. Yeah. But, like, that's a logical explanation. That moment, like, in that that exact timing is like you can't explain the coincidence yeah the coincidence is insane like it could have turned off like any other time but that time was like was like how could you even like (laughs) you know like how could this even like it could be the giant like the biggest coincidence ever but like the fact that like it made me feel that way like obviously it's inexplainable to a certain extent you know like i was just like so shocked and i still am shocked to that day um that's crazy but yeah that's the only sort of uh 
paranormal experience that I've ever gotten. Um, if you could call that that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that, this has been our episode on the two Conjuring movies that are currently out. We are going to work on the third episode soon for the third Conjuring. Really excited about that movie. Um, I think we're also trying to do Quiet Place 2. I know we're kind of behind on that, but I want, we want to do episodes on that as well. So look out for those in the future. Um, thank you all for listening, everybody. My name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me at the Space Wolf on Instagram. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at CatMillow. And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram, at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, we appreciate it a lot. And for the people that do do it, thank you so much. Thank you for engaging in our accounts and helping us out. We appreciate that. Um, we also have a little program called uh, Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount. Only if you're able to, obviously, but we would appreciate that as well. And with that, thank you all for listening, everybody. And keep on watching for scary paranormal events. Look out for molasses <laughs> motion-like movement when you enter a house. Be careful out there. <laughs> It'll kill you. It'll get you. <laughs>